0: This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors as well as the occasional guest to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. Uh,
1: for those of you who have not tuned into us, uh, we run essentially a chronic pain practice. Doug uh, Gates is board-certified functional neurologist. I'm a board-certified functional medicine practitioner. Uh, we melded those two disciplines into a model of care uh, to address a, a substantial portion of chronic conditions, chronic diseases and and although we cure few <laughs> we're able to help most get under some some control quite uh, cons- considerable control and, and be able to manage their cases and they're uh, properly selected and in the individual. properly selected patient. and the reason we cure few is because pretty much everybody walks in here ends up having an autoimmune problem. And they also usually walk in here under a a chronic stress with a chronic stress response. Usually, um, we call it a sympathetic dominance. Their fight flight system is is engaged and it doesn't tend to let go. Uh, These things can lead to anxiety, panic attacks, depression, things of that nature. And I lead off with that to say one of my one of my uh, one of my points with people when they come in, and I and I address this with them is. My observation, based on watching what happens with the brain rehab exercises that we do and certain other types of uh, supplementation, is that these are not necessarily personality disorders. They're poor frontal lobe disorders. And, and there's a lot of things that add to causing your frontal lobe to not work properly. Poor, poor lack of blood supply to your frontal lobe from anemias. Your frontal lobe needs oxygen. Inflammation, which we're probably going to talk about a little bit. Um, uh, uh, blood sugar stress hormones. Uh, and, and so, but lately um, we've been seeing last couple of years, maybe we've been even seeing little kids come in who are stressed out of their minds mm-hmm. at like two and three years old. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's going on with that? And then other people who've had just this kind of stress responses that seem to be like even a little bit over the top for what we see. And, and Dr. Gates is going to share with you some of the things that we, that he's come across in the, in the literature that we've been implementing and what our our, our protocols are, and uh, kind of uh, giving you the uh, the understanding that I know uh, stress hormones now can cross the placenta from the stressed mother into the the young person, but there's even more to it than that. There's genetic components that uh, that need to be considered if they're there, and uh, and and that uh, oftentimes respond well to the types of things that can be done without drugs frankly so
0: yeah and we treat a lot of patients with fibromyalgia in our clinic at least we have and no, that's, that's actually we started
1: off with yeah that's with kind of started. how we got
0: into depression yeah. because a lot of patients were coming in with their fibromyalgia and they didn't want to take medications for their depression so they said "Well, can you handle it? what could you do so that started us on this quest and this journey of basically looking at these issues from an alternative standpoint as Dr. Ruther was alluding to really examining all the factors that can negatively affect the frontal lobes is a critically important genetics definitely being one of those. Uh, obesity is huge. as talked about in literature. Even your gut bacteria, they're finding they have associations to how your frontal lobes function. be vitamin metabolism hormones, if your testosterone is low and you're a guy that can predispose you to depression, all these things. And we've talked about the cortisol loop, which seems to really be the mainstay and underlying the physiology of depression but when it comes to the genetics the reason why we delved into this is because we just had a lot of patients responding in a certain fashion almost uh, it's a similar concept to the medical model of looking at depression that's what i'll say and then there were these other patients who weren't responding and so to understand those other patients that weren't responding we began running genetic tests on them to see how their brain makes neurotransmitters how does their brain Break down neurotransmitters, and this could apply to all the neurotransmitters. It may just apply to one of them. Many of you know serotonin is kind of the the one that most people know out there, relative to the pharmaceutical commercials, thought to improve mood, thought to improve happiness. And so we started doing these genetic tests, and we've had some really, really good results with them because the genetic tests break down each little component of every metabolic and biochemical pathway for your brain to make these neurotransmitters? Or are they not breaking down the neurotransmitters, like I said? Or do you lack a dopamine receptor? Do you lack the transmembrane protein for an SSRI to work on, whether that's a medical SSRI or a natural SSRI? All very, very interesting things. And so we've begun to use these tests to help the patients who kind of have this resistant anxiety and depression who really don't want to take medications. Some of the more specific uh, alleles, you could say, COMT. So COMT stands for catechomethyltransferase. That's a, um, basically it's an enzyme that breaks down your norepinephrine and your epinephrine and even some dopamine in your brain. <clears throat> we see this often in patients who have anxiety. There's actually discussion now about an abnormality in this enzyme in patients who have chronic anxiety. Uh, we see families where anxiety seems to be prevalent throughout And so we look at this issue pretty heavily. Um, I've also seen a lot of the uh, patients who have chronic anxiety have the dopamine receptor polymorphism. So that's what we're seeing. Of course, everybody out there is talking about MTHFR. So MTHFR was kind of the foot in the pond, so to speak, in our understanding of how this all works. Uh, But it's gone way beyond that. And it's much more complicated than that. Uh, That's what we're finding at this point. Okay. OK, and just to step back just a teeny bit before we close on the on the
1: basically your frontal lobe is where who you are. It's your personality. It's when you're happy. It's when you're sad. It's when you get anxiety. It's when you get depression. It's when you get panic attacks. It all occurs here. OK, and so what Dr. Gates is, is, is talking about is is the is the neurochemistry that makes that brain balanced so that it's designed to withstand a certain amount of stimulation on planet earth so that we can like function normally and, and withstand a certain amount of stress. And when, all, when all of these chemicals are not balanced, all the chemicals that you're talking about are balanced. There's a balance between dampening chemicals and then chemicals that excite you. Of course, the chemicals that excite you cause anxiety and excitement and stuff like that. So all of these pathways that Dr. Gates talks about interferes with that balance and tips the balance more towards those excitatory transmitters. And and as and then Dr. Gates alluded to the fight flight response, and I did in the beginning. That's just where your brain there's a fear center on your brain that gets uh, that gets uh, programmed from emotional trauma, and then that just keeps going and it keeps hitting your frontal lobe with stress hormones. So anything that is causing the chemistry in there to fire up or causing the chemistry that's supposed to keep it calm to be damaged is going to result in these hyper issues, and and. And uh, and so and a lot of people have been playing with those for a long time. But as Dr. Gates said, there's a lot of new data in there to show that it actually can be genetic, and that these things can be addressed with this new test that that I that I see you've been using a lot lately. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, hopefully that helps for those of you who may not be as chemically uh,
0: uh, astute, if you
1: will, <laughs> as 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 some of the people who are watching here.
0: So, and one other thing I would say is that in looking at the genetic associations. Like with depression, it's actually pretty low. Uh, The correlates are a very low percentage. For example, if your mom has depression, whether you're going to get depression. But again, like I mentioned and Dr. Rutherford mentioned, you have to look at all these factors that can affect frontal lobe function. If you're trying to do this from an alternative fashion, then, you know, maybe a COMT abnormality is not your major issue, but it's part of the issue. And so all these things need to be assessed kind of in one, uh, one paradigm, so to speak to work with someone without medications. So that's my last little message.
1: So this is important. You wanna know how to get better. Now there's gonna be some nuggets in here that are gonna help some of you. There's gonna be some of you are like, you know, throwing spitballs <laughs> at your at your screen going, wow, this guy's like an idiot. But I'm telling you, these are the basics of how to get better. And if you bypass these, plus the ones we're gonna be talking about over the next week or two, you are gonna have a hard time getting better at all. And if you get better, you're going, to ho- you're going to be the person who has to keep doing it over and over and over again because there are things that are Sabbath. So wrap up this week's presentation. And, and um, I'm here to educate you. We're here to try to answer the questions that we've had over the last you know six or seven years or eight years or whatever it's been. And, um, and so please do that. So until next week, uh, I hope you. Uh, if you're if you're enjoying this, then then you know please don't miss next week. Next week is kind of a big big deal in most people's uh, uh, journey to wellness. So okay, that's it for this week. Thank you for watching again, and uh, take care.
0: This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.